0: One of the best ways to keep up with church life is through the City Life app. The City Life app enables you to listen to messages from Sunday, explore the Bible while listening to messages, stay up to date with church life through our Connect section, and much more. Download the City Life app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus, who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Go ahead and open your Bible up to Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. Go ahead and get that set up, because I want you to read that, and I'm going to have you read it with good voice here in just a second. While you're doing that, I just want to mention something here Uh we had a really, really awesome project day yesterday. I just want to thank uh, Colby. Colby mentioned these people were here: See Colby Erickson, of course, and Megan Van, Ian Ryle, Nick Johnson, Morgan Johnson, Nicole Bennett, Chris Hill, Todd Sims, Nick Allen, uh, Sarah Sebastian, Viola Sebastian. That's a child. Yeah, just to let you know. Jordan Atkinson, Carly Miller, Judy McNichol, Preston White, Rihanna White, and Donna Griggs. Just thank you. Thanks to all of you guys. Just give a round of applause to all the people that came out and helped out yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it, you know, and as we move into today's message, also, uh, Erica, just want to let you know we're praying for you. I know you lost your stepson this week in a horrible accident. Just praying for you. We extend our love to you, and we're your family. We're here with you to walk through. Uh, that's what city life is for. We walk through one another through the ups and downs of life, and and we know there's a lot of pain. In fact, we well, guys just stretch your hands towards Erica right now. God, we just pray for Erica, Lord. Uh, What a tragedy. Just uh, what a hard thing to understand of losing your stepson, the boy you raised. God, I, I just pray for her to be encouraged and strengthened that the peace of God will overwhelm and overtake her and her family and her children as well. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Well,. Between your seats here, where the next card is, is another little card I'm going to ask you to pull out because you're going to need it for today's message. It's this little card that says "My One Word for 2019." Now, if you for some reason can't find one around you, just ushers have them and they're standing here at the front looking for you. Just just wave your hand at them real quick and they'll bring you one. If you don't have one, I want everybody to have one. Nobody should be without. Good, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you. If you don't have it, great, get it now. Uh, all the way to the back, back there, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, while you're getting that out, uh, just hold it. Keep it in front of you because I will be drawing your attention to it today. We're going to use these cards. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, it's time to get into God's word. Yes, this is today's preaching hat. Did you know that that preaching hats are of God? Yeah, some of you are like, the pastor has just flipped out. Actually, did you know that in the scriptures it says that it's like the Old Testament, so it doesn't apply to us today, but the men are, when they go to worship, they're supposed to have their heads covered. Some of you is like, I am just more spiritual all of a sudden, right, in your eyes. (laughs) No, but uh, hey, uh, I'll explain this later. Christmas is behind us, and you know, some of you are you're taking down your Christmas tree and stuff like that, and we we do that in our home. and Ours is half taken down. I think Rebecca's waiting on me to do my part now. Uh, but but I was out at the Sundance Square Plaza. How many of you saw the beautiful Christmas tree out there this year? Oh, I love it! I love it! And you yeah, know it's it's just so gorgeous, so nice. And and I was out there with someone. They uh, they had set up a time to shoot a video that we were doing um, this this week. It was one morning, and. So we show up there at 8.30, getting ready, getting set up to, to do this video, and and all of a sudden, you know, this truck shows up, and, and about six or seven guys come off the truck with chainsaws, and and, and the, the, the whole area just starts to roar with chainsaws. Now, don't worry, it was not the, the Fort Worth Chainsaw Massacre that was happening there, but, but, but you, you begin to hear this roar of chainsaws, and these guys, they were just, they're happy and aggressive, and, 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 and they just started going over my Christmas tree, my big, big, pretty Christmas tree, and started just lopping off the lower branches, just boom, 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 and and, and I was looking, it was like, what? That's, you, you, it's like, you can't do that, that's that's my special tree, you know, it's, I, I didn't know what to think about it, but but they were just like, why are they cutting it apart, can't they just take it down really nicely and haul it off, I, and I don't understand the logistics behind it, but I think guess they had to kind of like chop it up a little bit before they took it away, I just kind of expected them to lay it down. In a truck and drive it away so we didn't, so my heart didn't have to be broken, but but it it was tough. <laughs> and as we were trying to get our video going, I was like, Man, the, the noise of these chainsaws, we gotta get moved to another location. So we did, and uh, we, we shot our video over there, but. But it got, I got to thinking about it. It's like, you know, as they're lopping off that, that stuff, as they're, as they're chopping that, that beautiful tree up, it basically is a signal that, that, you know what? What happened in 2018 is in the past. We're going to chop off some dead wood. We got to get rid of what might have even been sparkly and pretty and nice and move into our new season. And here's my question to you. What is it that needs to be cut away out of your life from 2018 that just simply needs to be lopped off and hauled off so you can move into your new season? I don't know what it is, but I think you do. Is it giving into relational pain? Rejection, excessive busyness, fear? Is it financial oppression? Loneliness, offense, isolation, doubt? Doubt personal lack of vision. Maybe maybe it's worry or no identity. I don't know what it is, but I do know that God wants you to be encouraged to trim off some dead wood today. Open your Bibles. Look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. I love this passage of Scripture. This should be marked in your Bibles, and it should be right there, Paramount, in front of you. One of my favorite Scriptures in the Bible, I actually memorized this as a child, and I love it today. Isaiah 40, 31 says this. It says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, I'm going to have you do something with me today. I'm going to have you break out of the ordinary. We're going to do something we don't do very often, but I think it's fully appropriate. This scripture is powerful. I want you to get it into your heart and into your mind, so we're going to do something different with it. I want everybody to stand up. Don't worry. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do do anything that will embarrass you, but I still need you to stand up because you'll be embarrassed if you keep sitting, okay? Stand up, and I want you to get that Bible right in front of you, and and, uh, if you don't have that with you, look on the screens, and I want you to say the scripture out loud with me in your good outdoors voice. Voice that you would use over an at AT&T stadium if you were there right now, but you're not. And I do not want you using your library voice that that you know that, that that your teacher said you're supposed to always use. She was wrong. All right, come on, here we go. Say it out loud with me. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh yeah, hole in one. God bless you. Have a seat. You know, I believe there's so much more for your life than you can possibly conceive and and the keys to that discovery really it begins with Jesus and the dynamic relationship that we have with him you know your your craziest ideas your deepest thoughts your your most intense loftiest plans they they are all superseded by God's plan for your life but then when you begin to to get God's plan into picture you begin to realize those other things actually fit into it today i want you to discover uh, for some of you i want you to rediscover the astonishing things God can and will do through your life i'm talking about how to live larger today. That's my message title. If we're gonna do this, we gotta get rid of some of that clutter. And we have to get rid of it so that we can actually step into the territory and take the territory that's right in front of us. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, makes it clear how we actually do this. And here it is, Hebrews 1 says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What I love about this is it's saying that the clutter and the weight that's in your life, it will entangle your feet and it will prevent you from running the race. And you're always going to be crippled, moving at a slower pace. You can't really focus upon... More important things in your life, uh, such as your spiritual and emotional health, uh, maybe serving other people selflessly, volunteering in your church, because your life is so jam-packed with other emotional, mental, spiritual, and time-consuming clutter. Time to identify it and get it out. See, because when your life becomes too cluttered, what you do is you'll start searching for a way to numb the pain of the clutter. So you start looking for various outlets that you think are going to help you. So you do travel or, or entertainment or events. And, and, uh, and you may also be the type of person who instead just begins to shut down and isolate yourself or, or even begin to pursue addicting habits that, that, that end up destroying your, your body, your mind, your emotions, and your relationships. And, and that's a dangerous place to be. But the deal is is you got to really deal with the clutter. So today I'm talking about cleaning out your spiritual closet, cleaning out your emotional garage. And one of the big things that will help you to do that is to determine your one word, that one thing that's going to drive you for 2019. I have mine. I know what mine is. And I hope you, by the end of this message, will have yours, and I believe that you will. See, Because I think that when you focus on that one thing, life again becomes simple, which is the goal here. See, King David said this. David said this. He talked about his one thing. He says, one thing that I've desired of the Lord, and that only will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord in his temple. You know what? You, you, You look at that and you think, well, that's nice. But David was a worshiper and a psalmist. what you might be missing is he was also the king. He was a king who had a lot going on. He had a huge agenda. He had a lot of family issues. I mean, plenty of family issues to deal with. He has challenges and threats from within the kingdom and even in Jerusalem itself. Other people are trying to invade him from the outside. He was dealing with a lot of stuff. But what he did is he said, I'm going to hone in on my one thing, which is going to then cause everything else to fall into line. If you want to identify his one thing, I, I would say his one thing would have just been the word worship. And uh, he identifies that, has that in focus, so everything else begins to fall into place. So are you willing to identify your one thing that you will be able to step into in 2019, that one word that will give you that, that trajectory and that, that clarity of direction? One time there was this wealthy guy. He was a he was a very wealthy uh, young man. Uh, lived in the city and and he he came to Jesus. He approached Jesus and you got to understand this guy had a lot going for him. Things were going well in his life. He was hardworking. He was intelligent. Uh, he he was a church attendee. He was successful in his career. Everything looked great. So he asked Jesus, "Well then, what do I need to do so I can really live large and have eternal life? I, I want that." And so Jesus brought it home to him using again that same terminology. He he used that one thing, terminology. He said he looked at him. (laughs) I love this. Jesus looked at him, and he loved him. So Jesus is saying this in love, and understand this. It's the love of God that gives us that clarity of direction, all right? right? So he wants to give you. He's showering his love on you today, and he wants to give you clarity, and he just says this is just one thing you lack, just one thing, one thing. Go and sell everything that you have and give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. See, if you were to try to make this one thing specific into a word, I would say that word would probably be sacrifice. Sacrifice should be his word. So what is your one word for 2019? Now, to help you get going, I want to activate your brain just a little bit on on this and and to help you think about that one word as as, 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 as well as dismantling some of the clutter in your life, I'm going to give you some tweetable quotables. Yeah, I, I want you to say that. That's a new terminology. I love it. I saw you want to say it several times because I kind of like the way it sounds. Tweetable, quotable. Does that sound good? Okay, say tweetable, quotable. Isn't it, it's, it's kind of fun to say it, isn't it? Uh, you know it is. I, I'm enjoying it in my. Mind. So here's my very first tweetable, quotable. Uh, you write some of these down. Take pictures of them real quick because I think this will really help you as well. Here it is. Busyness is damaging. Activity does not equal achievement. See, I. I even personally have learned to schedule tight, but not be busy. Busy is hopping from one thing to another to another, driven by other people's expectations of me. But, but, but you see, achievement, even in my life and in my destiny, is what counts. Not, not about, not just a bunch of activity and busyness, all right? So, so that's one thing to think about. Here's another one. Here's another tweetable, quotable, all right? When you cram stuff in, you cram God out. The more stuff you cram into your life and into your mind and your emotions, your schedule leaves less room for God. And in my experience of working with people all my life is that's where the trouble begins with most people. Here's another tweetable quotable right here. When you stop caring about the things you really care about, you are too busy. I'll, I'll say that again. When you stop caring about the things you really care about, you're too busy what do you care most about? Uh, For me, uh, eternity, living my purpose, uh, loving my family, leading my church, helping other people, worshiping God, making a difference in the community and in this earth. For me, that's living large. And and, uh, that's what's important to me. But we can't even care about the things we care about if we're too busy. So where are you? here's another tweetable quotable. It's this. It is, if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. If you win the rat race, you're still a rat. Rats are ugly. Uh, I do not like rats at all. Uh, You know, I don't don't really see them very often, but I did see one. uh, I I, I saw one a a few months ago. It was kind of the most odd thing. I don't know where it came from or how it got there or, or anything, but my chihuahuas had killed a rat and it was in the backyard and they were very, very proud of it. They were very proud of that rat. They would go and look at the rat and look at me and wag their tails. Look at the rat, look at me, wag their tails. you got to understand, that's a big deal to a chihuahua. I mean, the chihuahuas are the same size as the rat. So so I don't know how the two of them dealt with this situation, but they they killed the rat. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it just means a lot to me. I, you know, there's, there's, they were so happy, like, look, daddy, look. look. I'm daddy to them. It's, it's, it's just wonderful, but I don't want to be a rat. Chihuahuas will kill me. All right, here's, here's another one. Here's another one. A successful life is a disciplined life. That's it. Discipline is what's going to drive you forward. You're going to focus on what really matters, and then you'll be glad to give up the extra fluff and stuff. And that's when you begin with the end in mind, and you just become laser-focused. Next tweetable quotable is this, is when we try to do everything, nothing is effective. Wow. Wow. When you try to do everything, nothing, nothing. Hey, have you ever had a day like that where you're doing 20 things at the same time, and then get to the end of the day, and nothing was actually finished, and you're exhausted, and you're frustrated? Like what just happened? You have nothing to show for it. So that's something to keep in front of you as you move into this next year. Get rid of the clutter. Identify your one word. Here's my last tweetable quotable: Is this failing to plan is planning to fail. We value preparation. Uh, We should do the preparation because that allows us to take new territory if you're going to simply... Take that territory you now, for me, I, I plan my schedule I, uh, I take, It typically takes me about twenty to twenty five hours a week to prepare a message like this and i 'm sorry it takes me so long, but it, it just does that is, my, that's, that is a big solitary task that I have uh, in my in my schedule each week in preparing this message but it 's important you see, but if i didn 't put the time into it, I would come up here on a Sunday morning and I would ramble. And I would tell you all kinds of stories about my dogs, but I don't know what, I would, what else I would do, you know? And I would waste your time. That, my friend, would be a fail. Now, I don't want to prepare to fail by failing to prepare. Therefore, I put it into my calendar, what's important, and I carve that time out. And, um, and for me, the planning, even of my calendar, begins with my one word, because my one word helps me to put everything into perspective. My one word is important to me. You want to know what my one word is for 2019? You have to guess on your own, because I'm, I'm not going to tell you yet, all right? But, but, but I believe that discovering that word that God has for you, and that's important, that it's, it's a word that God has for you, it will, it will become like a catalyst for life change that's going to take you in the right direction for the coming year. Yeah, you can do resolutions and all that kind of stuff, but that's fine. But make it simple. Are you dealing with procrastination in your life? Do you feel paralyzed to take action, especially when it comes to spiritual things? You know, if you're continuing to procrastinate and dealing with spiritual paralysis regarding taking steps forward, I can almost guarantee that there's there's not clarity with direction in your life, and clutter is actually ruling your life at this time. There are all types of clutter. It could be sin, it could be anger, it could be hatred, it, it might be relationships that are draining you, it could be self-centered living, um, it could be worry or fear, it could just be something that started off innocent and it's gotten totally out of control, it just needs to be lopped off. And here's, here's really the deal, you already know what needs to be cut off, so just do it. So you can search forward this year. You already know one, two, three, four things. And, and, and start ruling your own life. Because everybody else will have an agenda for you if you don't, you know? They all do. Everybody has an agenda for you. When I, was a, uh, when I first became a lead pastor almost 20 years ago, I was 34 years old, and, and I had a problem. I was too sensitive, and I was very sensitive to what other people thought about me. Uh, I I just I struggled with it and and I pastored a church at that time of about a thousand people and 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 occasionally there would be a few people I wanted everybody to be happy you see and there would be a few people occasionally who would grumble from time to time saying well you're just too busy to meet with us you know that's how they would say it they would say it like that and and uh, and and. And it bothered me, and I was so sensitive to their complaining that I reacted. And so what I did is, is I announced to the church, well, I'm going to clear my agenda for the week, and I am going to let, let you dictate my agenda for the week. So if you want to have a meeting with me, all you got to do is go out in the lobby and sign up for a time slot. And, 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 and what I'll do is I'll be up at the office from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. every single day. And all you got to do is show up, you know, at your, at your right time. And, and so like, oh, why was I doing that? It's because I was afraid. I needed to have fear of criticism lopped off of my life. Uh, it was ruling me. And, and, and I ended up paying the price for that because I was acting out of fear of criticism and, and it just turned out negative. In fact, uh, you know, people, people made appointments, but, but people would come to my office and they did the funniest things. They really, really did. I, and I'm very, very serious about this, but, but some people wanted to come and play on my computer. I mean, I guess, I guess if I had a cool computer for the year 2003, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, others wanted to look through my desk like, okay, well, you have fun, and you can look through my desk while I read a book here or something. Other people, I came and said, I want to see what kind of snacks you have in your office. Okay, we have a meeting about what snacks. I, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, other times, you know, I'll be waiting and sitting in there, and other people just wouldn't show up. Like didn't call, but didn't show up. And I had this one lady come and said, okay, now, here's what I, here's what I need to meet with you. I need to know your chocolate chip cookie recipe. And so I was there like going, okay, let me, let me try to recollect what my chocolate chip cookie recipe. And so I was trying to, do, I was trying to make them feel better, and it caused my stress level to soar. Uh, my week became so crazy fragmented because from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day, without a day off even, it was impossible for me to have any study time and sunday came around and i had nothing to share and then then of course in the middle of all that that was betty and see betty was the one i was most afraid of you know betty her name was betty gianetta let's just call it it's okay to call it that i don't think she's even alive anymore so but but betty betty she was she was scary preston do you remember getting, betty she was scary wasn't she it was a scary she scared me all right, she scared me, and she was out telling all the people that, that I was too busy. So what I did for her, I said, well, she told me she could not meet with me during any of those time slots that week because she was too busy. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll come over to your house. When can I come? Well, I'm too busy. And so, so I said, "Okay, would you want? Why don't you come over at two, three a.m., five a.m.? I'll fix your breakfast. I'll make you a meal. Come on over. Come on." And nothing worked. I'm, I'm serious. It was with Betty And so this went on all week long. I was trying to make Betty happy, and it was stressing me out. I, I wasn't preparing a sermon. Nothing. I was just running around. And someone came to me and said, "Hey, I just saw Betty and and her her group. You know, some of her friends over at the the Cracker Barrel restaurant." And I went, oh, "My opportunity for my meeting." And so I just went over to the Cracker Barrel and I said, "Betty, look at you. I, let's." i'm here to eat too let's just let's talk and she said i'm having time with my friends i don't have time for you (laughs) betty left the church that week but um but then sunday morning came around and you guessed it i had no word from god i had no sermon my stress was off the charts because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was running around acting out of fear, being busy. You know, if I I learned this through that, if I wanted to be a good pastor, I needed to set boundaries for myself with time for study and preparation, and I also needed to lop off some of that fear and worry and all that stuff. You know, you need to set boundaries for yourself too. Jesus did. He set boundaries for himself. And again, if you don't set the boundaries, somebody else is going to. And if you want to have an unhurried time with God, you're probably going to have to get up a little bit earlier, just a little bit. Give your morning to God and have a clear agenda for your day. And you can do it based upon your one word, whatever that is. So my challenge for you today is to seek out your one word for 2019, and, and this will kind of like initiate a process in your mind, and, and, and it'll be of, of even teaching and developing and refining and molding of your own heart for the year, and I think that God will use that word as a light and kind of like as a mirror to illuminate your path and reveal things in your life that even needs to be changed over this year. Now that one word can be a discipline, it could be a character trait, it could be a fruit of the spirit, it can be an attribute of God, but whatever that is, it just needs to be branded right there so that you can get it into your heart, because it just might change your life. Okay, I have given you four questions to ask yourself regarding what that might look like. So, so I want you to look at your cards, in your, on the front of your cards. At the very bottom are four questions. Take a look at that, and, and I'm going to read those to you. Here's a good place to start. What was God saying to you in 2018? See, whatever he said to you, the continuation of what he's doing, he's doing in 2019, okay? Here's the next one. What area of your life does God want to use? Is there an area that God wants to use maybe? That that can help you. What area of your life does God want to transform? What needs to be changed? And a fourth question to ask yourself is, how does God want to position you for 2019? Now, hear me well. God is speaking to you right now. He is speaking to you. He's speaking to you about some clutter that needs to go away and some direction that needs to be taken. For some of you, your one word is going to give you the courage to end some relationships that are draining you. It's going to give you the strength to jettison some habits, to resist and break some unhealthy thought patterns that just need to be purged out of your life. And really, it's a, it's a lot of fun when you choose that word for the year. And, 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 you, and really, though, I, I wouldn't even say you're choosing it. I, I believe, honestly, I believe God speaks to us and God kind of chooses it for us because God really reveals it to our hearts and we respond to it. I think God can drop an anointed specific word, a single word into your heart and your mind in this setting today. It's not as mysterious as you might think because God is not some distant, remote entity. No, he is a personal God. He deeply cares about you and about every single move you make. He cares about everything that you do. And he wants... He wants your past to be put behind you so that you can get that laser focus for the future. I like what Paul says. He said this. He says, one thing I do. Paul's one thing. Here, take a look at this. One thing I do is I'm forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I would have to look at that and I'd say, probably Paul's one word is the word Forward. Paul is basically saying, look at me. I want you to model this, your, your life after this very, very simple focus. He, he's telling people here really what, what we all need to hear is get past your past. Yeah. You know, you, some of you need to leave your successes in 2018 because they're going to burden you down in 2019. Your failures, your losses, your pain. Uh, qu- quit driving, looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to crash if you keep doing that. So what Paul was saying to them, I'm saying to you today. And my eyes, my eyes are on the future. You know what? I am really, really, really looking forward to the launch on February 10th. I am. And there's some very exciting things that are about ready to happen here at City Life that we're initiating this year. And I'm blessed to be a part of it. I'm blessed to be in the middle of it. And I want you to feel that too. But for, even for me, though, I, as we move forward, it's, I'm removing clutter from my life so I can surge forward with my one word. And some easy things, simple things that you can do to remove clutter in your life is this, is do what I do. I I read the Bible every day. I, every day. In fact, you know what? You should make the commitment even now to read through the Bible this year. I challenge you to do so. Almost every one of you has a smartphone, and on that smartphone, you can download something really simple. It's called a Bible app. And you get that Bible app, and you take that Bible app, and you open it up. And there are reading plans in there. Start reading through the. Find me on the Bible app. I think you'd like friend me. I'd love to be your friend on there. You can see what I'm reading. You can see what I'm. You can see when I'm reading my Bible. It's actually pretty cool. You're as open as you want to be on there. But but I love it. You know what? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do? But read the Bible every day. Um, I, I live out. My commitment to simply worship and be in church weekly. I love to connect with other believers. I'm a worshiper. I'm, I'm going to be a worshiper. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to worship God. And, and, and I, I strive hard to please God and not try to please every single person in the world. I volunteer and I serve where nobody else sees or knows. And I do that based upon my one word and that flows through me. You see, that's at the helm of my mind. That's at the front of my mind. This allows me to live larger. Why? Because your one word will actually help you keep your focus upon hope. There's hope. There's always hope. I'm going to wave hope in front of you all year long. Your one word will help keep your eyes off of the mundane, off the daily stress of your pain and your hurts and your your fears hope will help you lift your head and see that there really is a better tomorrow and that your best is yet to come and that you are a person of a hope and a future. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, when God's people were in a really, really, really tough spot, God spoke this to them. I love this. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that's what God is saying even to you in the middle of your hopelessness. And God is saying to you, quit trying to force everything. I want you to lean into me. Listen to me and just follow me and get that clear, crystal clear direction for this year. God desires for you to live larger. He does. I like what Paul says about living larger. He, he, he wrote this to one of the churches that he and his ministry team planted in the city of Corinth. And look at this. I want you to listen to these words. He he told them, he says, we didn't fence you in. (laughs) Oh, catch this now. He says, the smallness you feel comes from within you. But again, he says, your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Now, that's, that's a strong word right there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And so he, he then softens it by saying, I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Because I'm saying this in a lot of love, but trying to make it really, really, really simple. That you're feeling small because of the way that you're living. But your life isn't small, and you need to stop that. And so then he goes on to say this last part. I love this part. He says, open up your lives. And that's what I'm trying to get you to do today. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Are you living encumbered by smallness, forced upon you because of clutter in your life, clutter in your emotions, the lack of a long-term focus? Is what happened in 2018 still controlling you? Then put the past behind you. Live larger. Live larger with c- compassion. Live, live larger with greater peace. Live larger with, with, with clearer focus. Live larger with more grace. Li- live larger a life of, uh, of forgiveness toward others. Live larger with just simply fresh discipline in your life. Because the clutter you hang on to makes you smaller. But you're not small. God never made you a small person. So put him in charge. Put him at the front. Ask him for that word. Solomon sums it up well. Wisest man who ever lived next to Jesus Christ. He says, in everything you do, everything, this is everything, put God first. I know you might say, but how do, I, how do I do that? Does that mean I have to be praying all the time or reading the Bible all the time or in church all the time? I can't do that. No, that's not what that means at all. But it's, it's having that word from God that's always just right here. It's right in front of you all the time. Okay? And it says, and he will do what? He'll direct you. Some of you want direction. This is the key right here. And he will crown your efforts with success. No more just worthless busyness. God wants to crown your efforts with success. This is how God works. That, my friend, is how to live larger. And and the beauty of it is you don't have to force it. You don't have to try to conjure up all of this extra energy. No, but it's because the Holy Spirit, he lives in you, and he is the one who advances you, so you actually live larger through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's God that lives in you. See your one word from God the, with your empowerment of the Holy Spirit with clutter removed from your life. oh my goodness, you my friend are living large you are living larger. Yeah. live your live large I mean live that one word out live large to make Jesus known really ultimately that's the goal just just put Jesus into action be vibrant and bright with the life of Jesus. You don't have to be the crazy, weird person that goes around, you know, waving Jesus flags all the time downtown. You, know, you don't have to do that. You wave the flag just simply by being like Jesus. <laughs> you do. I don't, I, I don't want you to remain small. I don't. I don't. So today I'm asking you to do what Paul says and to open up your lives to what God is saying to you in this moment at this time. Conquer your fear that originates with smallness and write down that one word. Own it and live it out. Live larger this year. It's your choice. I want you to take a look at that one word card right now and I want you to write your word on it. Would you do that? Come on, just get it out. Everyone get the card out. I want you to get your card out and I want you to write your one word on it. It's a real simple card. Easy one to fill out. But I want you to do it. Come on. You already, you st- stop arguing with yourself about the 15 words you have as an idea. There's one that's risen to the top already. Just write it down. It's going to be pretty simple. And what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to ask you to take a picture of it, you know, with your phone. And... After you take your picture of it, it's going to be saved for yourself so that you're going to have the reminder. You can do whatever you want to with it. But then I'm going to ask you to take your card and bring it bring it up here in just a few minutes. I'm going to have you just put it right up here at the, the front of the stage. And, uh... The reason I'm doing that, I'm not gonna publicize, I'm not gonna attach your name to your word and say this person's doing this or you know, that's that's between you and God and me. I wanna I wanna be a part of it because I wanna be praying over you. That's why. I like I like cards. I'm kinda goofy. The Staff thinks I'm weird with this. But I, I, I have stacks of cards everywhere. You open up briefcases, there's more cards. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I love cards because what I do is they, they have your names on them and your prayer needs and your your visions and things like that. And I love to take those things and pray through them. That means the world to me as a pastor. And uh, I want that card that you've touched, that you've written on, that is up here, and those will just go straight to me. Um, it's going to be a little of organized chaos here at the end, but I want to stand with you and pray with you with that one word for the rest of this year. For me, my word is blessed. I've decided that in 2019, even when I don't feel like it, I know I'm blessed. And if I'm blessed and I'm full of the spirit of God, that means like Abraham, I am blessed to be a blessing. Cuz people who are blessed are always a blessing and that's my desire. But you can't give someone you just give something you don't have. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed, and that is on the forefront of my mind with every appointment I make, with every sermon I preach, with every deed that I do. I'm blessed in 2019. What's your word? Would you just close your eyes right now and just no movement in the room for just a moment. I know you're focusing on that word and even focusing on clutter that needs to be removed from your life. And I, I just pray, I wanna pray over you right now. First of all, God, I pray that, that any clutter that needs to be removed from people's lives, God, you give give everyone courage to do that as they write this word down. God, this word also is going to have the power to dissolve that clutter and get rid of that stuff and put the past behind them in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for, for new courage and new faith and new faithfulness of your people as a result of this in Jesus' name while you're in an attitude of prayer, there may be some here that you're hearing this and and you're not in right relationship with Jesus. Um, you're not, you've never really surrendered your life completely to Jesus. Or possibly you've drifted from a relationship with God. You're away from him. And, and if you want to know the Jesus that I preach about, you want to know the Jesus that I'm talking about here today. You want a new beginning I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. This is the best way to start off your new year. The way to respond is by lifting your hand. Why lift your hand? It's because faith is when we do something on the outside regarding what's stirring on the inside. Know this. Jesus died for you. He loves you more than you can possibly imagine, and everything can change today. And if you want to be included in my closing prayer and nick things right with Jesus, give Jesus full control of your life, if that's what you're ready to do today, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands at the count of three. Lift your hands so that I can see it at the count of three, so I can connect my faith with yours. Would you do that for me? One, two, three. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you can put your hands down. I'm so, I'm so blessed and encouraged with your decisions this morning. Here's what I'm going to ask us to do. If you lifted your hand, I'm going to ask you to pray these words with me. I want you to mean it from the bottom of your heart, but church, I want you guys to be praying this with me as well. I want you to pray these words with me. Everyone, you know, if you've been serving God for 70 years, I want you to pray these words with me as an encouragement to those who are praying it today. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the son of God. Forgive my sins. I give up my past. And I embrace the future that you have for me. Thank you for helping me to live large. I accept a new identity in you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. You know, City Life Church, we are all about developing followers of Jesus who influence and shape culture. And it's possible that you... Are even feeling a a shift that is coming in your life Or possibly deep down inside you feel called to something more And City Life might be a part of that future Let me tell you, Launch Sunday is the big event that's coming up And it's happening on February 10th, 2019 And if you'd really like to be a part of what God is doing in downtown Fort Worth Through City Life Church I'm asking you to go and visit our website at citylifefw.org And click the Launch button you can also just come and visit one of our services because i I really believe the future is bright and it's limitless in potential i want you to hear my vision i want you to be a part of what god is doing at city life and come and chat with me personally after one of the services